Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Sheriff. It's 105 at Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stopper joining you in order snap. It is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Uh, you can reach us on a River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063 and text us on our Ashley Pine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Lots of you are texting us on bands you saw back in the day. Uh, Tyler has texted us, 2004 June, New City Liquid Lounge. Final location on Jasper App, the tragically hip with maybe about 150 people allowed at the bar. Uh, Gord went for three-plus hours that night, triple encore. It was unforgettable. In spec, we talked about uh, Mark Spector has joined us uh, again. Mark Spector's appearances all season long. Brought to you by the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. We'll re-engage spec on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Last week, we were talking about uh, you being in what was then known as the Coliseum to see Van Halen when the Oilers uh, were playing in Minnesota back in the 1984 Stanley Cup drive. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going all over the uh, map on music today. We're going to change the focus a bit. And you can text us again at 780-496-0063. Mark, we could have a draft in June, theoretically, and then go and play in August and September. So I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Okay? Okay. Why not allow teams basically a second trade deadline? In other words, allow them to act as though they're planning for next season anyways. And because Montreal's got 14 picks in the upcoming draft, surely they didn't accumulate that amount of picks to use all of those picks. Logic would dictate they were planning on trading them for some help. The Edmonton Oilers, by the way, for fans that, uh, I mean, if you're listening to a show called Oilers now, most of you are on it. You know the Oilers gave up a second rounder in 2020 and 2021 for Andreas Athanasiu, who does need to be qualified moving forward. And if we have a flat cap, 
Okay, that's interesting. Uh, the third round pick is it was a conditional pick that was tied to James Neal's goal production and Milana Lucic's goal production. And the fourth round pick in this year's draft is uh, tied to the Mike Green trade with a condition as well. So, Mark, we could be in a – I mean, and there's a couple conditional picks, and I, I'm saying since we're in a brave new world anyway, why not just reopen it right up? Is that completely crazy? Well, I mean, I guess you could have another trade deadline, but the, the issue becomes you know, the Montreal Canadiens, they didn't – you know, Mark Bergevin did not plan on going to the draft and drafting 14 players, right? Yep. So, you know, you can tell Mark Bergevin he gets another trade deadline, great, later on. But it's all, it's a lot easier to trade – a draft pick, you know, in a, in a coming draft, especially when it's three, four days away, because generally you're going to give some cap relief to some team that's unloading roster players. Uh, once the draft has passed, now you're trying to trade 18-year-old guys that you picked and maybe that other team's scouts don't like them. So, sure, Bob, you could have another trade deadline, but to me, the damage to those teams whose game plan was to stock up on draft picks and turn some of them into roster players at the draft uh, the damage is done with those teams already. All right, I'm going to ask you the question different. Should we have the draft before the season officially is concluded? Uh, I could see two sides to it. You know, uh, the, the, the side I just laid out, it's going to wreck any trading around it. It's going to wreck the notion that if the trade that de- uh, the draft is in fact more active and more interesting than the trade deadline. That's going to be blown out of the water. But what I can see is a league that you know, if they do get back and play hockey ball, and let's just say for fun they get back, they play, they award the Stanley Cup. Well, the minute that cup gets awarded, there's going to be like three weeks to four, you know, to a month before the next season's going to start. And they got so many things to get done in that month. I mean, it's, you know, from, from free agency to uh, arbitration to people signing their scouts whose contracts are on. There's so many things to do. What I can see, there's an argument out there that says, let's get this draft out of the way right now when we've got a lot of time on our hands. I understand that part, too. See, and a lot of people are saying, well, stupid, didn't you see the numbers that came in for the NFL draft? Don't you realize the NHL draft? There's a little bit of a difference. The NFL draft was not compromised by the conclusion of the season being up in the air it is at the regular time that the nfl draft always is it was just done online and differently as a result but it wasn't you know obviously they didn't have mass gatherings for it but it still kind of went concurrent to how it always goes you're going to have to change the complexion of nature of the nhl draft as a result of the fact that you do not have a conclusion to the season at this stage yet, if you have it in the first couple of weeks of June or maybe the third week in June. Well, as long as the specter of having to finish the season looms over the draft, you know you make the you make the point, Bob. The NFL draft went off like any other NFL draft; they just didn't gather in the same room. Yeah. Uh, this, what's the most exciting part of an NHL draft, Bob? When Gary Bettman steps to the mic and says, I have a trade trade to announce, you know, that's where everybody from 31 teams gets engaged because all of a sudden, who knows, it's Philly's pick, but they might be trading with your team. So you're not going to have that 
and that's going to make it. That's going to take a lot of the wind out of the sails of that NHL draft. Yeah, uh, it's now. Conversely, others see. I just don't see them put, making a definitive, conclusive statement on the season by the end of May, Mark. For the exact reason that you talked about before earlier in the show. What happens if science gets us to a point where you can change or alter the course and direction of maybe what you thought was possible? Yeah. Right. You have to you have to factor that in. But you have a, you have it. And, and just so people are aware, there's there's one organization uh, which shall remain nameless in the central division uh, who have got 18 scouts whose contracts are up at the end of June. So, you know, there's there's people that want to and and. And whether or not this is the case in every entity in the public sector, because there have been some people in the public sector that have been uh, laid off and cut back and scaled back, and absolutely. But certainly, I think most people, there's a lot of public sector people that are still working full time, and are. But for a lot of people in the private sector, they're getting destroyed right now. They can understand why certain organizations might want to move along giving the financial challenges that theoretically could be existing moving forward like oh hey, listen everyone's opinion here is shaped by the host they're living in right you know, we point. just talked about how the rich veteran player can afford escrow to go up next year because he's already made millions and millions of dollars and he doesn't feel like being away from his family for two months and the and the young up-and-coming player or the guy who's on his way out of the league feels differently and you know, knock wood, both of us are still working right now, Bob, so we have a different eye to and a we both and, and Mark, and we both got cut. So you deal with that, and you live with that, and that's, well, that's yeah. the point. You know, we work in private industry, and we, we both got cut as a result. And so it, it, it does shape things differently. And you look at organizations that have got 18, like if there's no hockey being played until January of next year on the amateur side, what the hell do amateur scouts do for, you know, from July? It's it's horrible. It's just brutal that this has happened and upended the nature of the entire industry as a whole. And it's a microcosm of the greater challenges that we're dealing with on a societal basis day to day. And I think the hockey world, and that includes even the media world, probably most of the teams are fine with saying, look, we usually, a lot of our people get time off in July and August anyway. Yeah. So if you can tell me that we're, they're getting back to work in September, like they always do, that's fine. We'll pay them for July and August or however we do. Yeah. But if you're telling those teams that those scouts aren't going to have work to do until January, now they're going to say, well, hold on a second. I'm going to pay a guy for six months to do nothing. You know, and my boss, if they cancel the season tomorrow, is he going to say, man, what's Spec going to do for the next six months? I wonder about that. So, you know, Gary's buying time for the league, Gary Bettman. He's also buying time for a lot of people who make their living off of hockey, and he's keeping this flame alive. And I think he's hoping that uh, the standards for reengagement continue to get more and more favorable, and maybe what looks impossible today by June 1st doesn't look so impossible anymore. You, <laughs> you won't believe this, Mark. I, I talked about the fishbone. I talked about the fishbone concert. A guy, uh, there. It's so funny to hear about the guy crowd surfing in a wheelchair at the fishbone concert. He was in a wheelchair as he had a back brace for a broken back. Right. See, 
So we have so that guy was actually listening. That that is hilarious. Uh, Probably not the kind of rehab his doctor would have prescribed, Bob. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> uh, this Texan goes, Bob. What kind of return can Ken Holland get for Paul Yarvey at the draft? from sunny in Vancouver. Well, you know what? If you can't move existing players, I would actually think you might be able to get a greater return for a pull Yarvey in this situation because there's fewer current active players that would be potentially available unless they went the route of what, what I suggested, Mark, is do they consider completely opening the draft up? And, you can, and, and basically having a second trade deadline under the theory that you may still have a conclusion to the 2019. The only sort of scenario that I kind of think is a bit like this is you know how they have two different transfer periods in European football? Yeah. And I like they have one that usually closes around, I think it used to close at the end of September, and I think it got moved up to the end of August in some of the leagues. And then they have a winter transfer period. So maybe that might – and again, Mark, I only bring this up because who's, who says you have to stick – to the defined rules. Now, obviously, the players would have to approve it from a CBA perspective. You know, Don, Don Fear, but I, I'm just saying maybe you think outside the box and do something like that. Think well, you have real- to. You have to. Like, this is the mother of invention, right, going on here. Uh, but back to the Pulley-Arvey case, you know, I suppose you could say that the the rules of supply and demand should have an effect on that trade. I mean, there's, you know, let's say the Montreal Canadiens, just for fun. They got yeah. all these draft picks. You know, depending on what what Ken Holland is willing to take for Pulleyarvi, they won't have their market to spend those draft picks. It's a thin market. You can't all the roster players that teams need in the playoffs. Yes. They're not trading the half. So right. if Ken if Ken, Ken Holland has one of the very few what we would call an NHL ready player who's not in the NHL, um, that you know that a team like Montreal would look and say, well, gosh, we can't trade for anyone else. Let's see if we can make a deal for Pulleyarvi and get rid of a couple of these draft picks. So sure. It would help the Oilers on the Pugliarvi front. Uh, you know, having said that, like now let's talk about how many draft picks you're getting for Pugliarvi before you're satisfied to make that trade. Fair comment. Uh, you can do the draft in June and trade like usual, but just say a trade for an unnamed player, then just try to keep all the trades secret until the season is officially done. That one comes to us from Zach. Yeah, uh, that, good luck. That, that's the dreaded uh, future considerations. Uh Jim from Spokane says, Bob, Mark Spector is wrong. The best part of the draft is when Bettman gets booed. I think that's the worst part of the draft myself. I, I, I don't actually like seeing Bettman get booed wherever we go. It was really bad the one year in Philadelphia spec in 2014. Well, they're so, tough. Yeah, they are. They, well, they booed Santa Claus there, right? Yep. Uh, <laughs> all right, we'll take a quick time out. It's 119 at Edmonton, and this is Oilers Now. Well, maybe Brendan's not with us at this. Apparently, we're going to keep going. Speck, you still there? No, oh, yeah. Brendan's saying, Bob, don't go to break yet, so we're not going to go to break. <laughs> Either that or he's bored stiffless by our conversation here. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. So we're sitting in a situation where we're in a state of flux. It's it's very frustrating. So, Mark, I'm going to get you to comment on something that I tweeted last night. A comment from one of the other greats, it, it, it was a Hall of Famer, so there's six of them. And I said, all right, so if Mark Messier and Wayne Gretzky, if Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messier had started and finished their careers as Edmonton Oilers and never been traded, how many Stanley Cups would they have had? 
Ooh, well, that's a good question. Uh, how many Stanley Cups? Well, I would say they would have won one of, well, they won in 90. Would they have won in 89? Maybe. I think it's more we're talking after 90, right? We're talking 91, yeah. 92, 93, 94. Well, they get uh, they don't lose to LA in '89 if Gretzky's playing for the Oilers. We know that. So yeah, so they got a good chance. That's fair. That is fair. Yeah, you know, so maybe they pick off another one in '89. That would uh, make for six. And I'm going to say there should be at least one after '90. Well, uh, they for that if, if that group stays together, there's probably a couple more after '90. But you know what? The the band always breaks up, Bob. Like coffee was gone and. You know, right. they couldn't bring Rio Rutsalainen in every year after a while. And Fierzy got a little older and moved on. I mean, it, it doesn't last forever. I, I guess where I'm going, Mark, is is they had two of the three best centers in the world throughout the 1980s. I mean, Mario Lemieux, late 1980s, is right there with Kratzky and Messier. We know that. But if you look at what they had down the middle just there, just with those two guys, you know, you're, you're looking at, you know, two Mark Bessier, we wouldn't consider him to be a generational star, but he won in New York. Like Wayne won, Wayne Wayne took L.A. to the Cup in '93. Mark took the Rangers to a championship in '94. The Oilers went three rounds in '91 and '92. We got robbed of an Oilers Pittsburgh series. You would have to think that if they had uh, Gretzky with Messier, who was injured in '91. Uh, if they still had Gretzky on the team in Messier in 91 and 92, they probably have a, a, an even greater chance to get out of the uh, uh, West. And they went three rounds both years. In 92, they didn't have Gretzky or Messier and still made it to three rounds of the playoffs. That's and then right. in 93, Gretzky gets the Kings there. And in 94, Messier gets the Rangers to the Stanley Cup championship. So I, I would assert to you, I believe it would be eight or nine championships instead of five. Yeah, that's fair. Not okay. Sure. I mean, eight eight is definitely a possibility. You know, we'll never know. But uh, those players were still in their prime. And you know what? It's funny because after they left Edmonton, between Gretzky and Messier, they won one Stanley Cup. Yeah. One more for yeah. you. One more for you. The other part of the quote was, well, the Oilers would have won eight or nine cups. We would have won eight or nine cups. And there would be five or six fewer teams in the NHL. And that obviously is directly linked to how Wayne Gretzky helped grow hockey in the South. That's fair, isn't it? Uh, it could be. You know, we never know what would happen by now. Uh, they may have caught up by now. But certainly Gretzky's presence in California spurred on, like, there's certain teams that came up as a direct result. You know, yeah. Gretzky being down there. Certainly the San Jose Sharks. I think there's no doubt the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, you know, I'll probably go into Dallas. Minnesota worked in Dallas. So those sorts of things, sure. Mark, we appreciate the time. Uh, have a good week, and uh, we'll hook up uh, next Tuesday. All right, Bobby, thanks for the call. You bet. That's Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's uh, 123 in Edmonton, and we're going to take a time out. You're listening to Oilers now. Hi, this is Oscar Clefbaum from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shed. 124 in Edmonton, back into our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, how's this? 
We were uh, having a conversation about, uh, you know, maybe not the higher-end bands, but some other bands you might have seen back in the day. And this text comes to us uh, saying, Bob, Streetheart and Jensen Interceptor at the Clancy Richard Arena in St. Paul. Jensen Interceptor. They're from Edmonton. Uh, they had a song, Tiny Things. Is that the name of the song? I'm thinking of like 1980. Uh, again, you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. Uh, here are a few conference, uh, concerts I went to back in the day. This texter comes and says, The Clash at the Kinsman Fieldhouse, Duran Duran Convention in South. I worked at the convention in South. The Dead Kennedys and uh, too many acts that I forgot about at the, uh, was it the Thunderdome or the Roller Dome back in the day? <laughs> Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, this text comes in from former defenseman Mark. Bob, why in the heck do these classless jerks think that booing and uh, cheering, uh, that boo and cheer the booing of Gary uh, Bettman with vigor? These can't be Oilers fans. He's one of the reasons why Edmonton still has an NHL franchise. He's one of the reasons why Edmonton has a new arena. I'd like one solid reason why Gary Bettman should be booed. I'd argue until I'm blue in the face that Gary Bettman hasn't been a problem for the NHL. That one comes to us from former defenseman Mark. I hate it myself. I really do. And I know for a fact that Gary Bettman, specifically with the Oilers' challenges that they had when Cal Nichols and the Edmonton Investors Group helped save the franchise in the late 1990s into the 0405 lockout that Gary Bettman fought uh, for for teams like Calgary and Edmonton and Ottawa, the Canadian Assistance Program, and it was only $3 bucks a year. But he did fight for them. There's no debate about it. And uh, as it turned out, coming out of the 0405 lockout, things were a little bit better in Alberta with the economy, 0506 on. Oilers have become revenue contributors the last several years, with the exception of one year since that lockout year. But Bettman helped keep us alive during that stretch there you go all right uh 127 in edmonton again we've got ben kuzma coming up from post media out of vancouver we'll talk a bit about the fact that the uh, canucks like edmonton have made a bid to be one of the four regional hosts for some uh, playoff action if we indeed are able to get back at it brent ridge ford and Wetaskiwin focused on your health and peace of mind right now they're offering special discounts to those battling the covid19 pandemic on the front lines, including Canadian Forces personnel, first responders, professional health care workers, pharmacists, and pharmacy techs. Find out more about how Brent Ridge Ford is built to lend a hand by calling 1-877-477-3673 or visiting brentridge.com. Go down and see Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell back with Ben Kuzma. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.